My prayer this morning, Father, is a simple one, that you would give me a heart for your word and a word for our hearts. Amen. Now, when I I used to serve a church in Laurel Springs, just over the way, right on the White Horse Pike in Laurel Springs is a Weber's. Now, you guys have one over here on Route 38, but for us over in that area, the one on the White Horse Pike used to actually put up on their sign that spring had arrived because Weber's was open. We didn't need to see a robin redbreast. We didn't need to see the temperature change. If those uh, little circle things were going back and forth, spring had arrived. Well, the signs of fall, we just went through those, didn't we? We have changing leaves, changing clothes, changing clocks, and we know that fall is here. And what are the signs of Christmas? Now, do you remember it used to be that stores did not put out Christmas stuff until Thanksgiving was over. Not if you remember that. It was a long time ago. I was picking up a skeleton for my music class the day after Halloween. That's where I pick up next year's skeletons for the kids to sing the Ghost of John. They already had Christmas stuff out the day after Halloween. Vicki and I have been rolling our eyes. Hallmark started their Christmas movies in like mid-October. They, they've been on forever. Now, part of that annoys me because we're rushing. We want to get to the commercial part and we forget the Christian part. And no, I'm not going to put a bumper sticker on my car that says, let's keep Christ in Christmas. Christmas isn't Christmas without Christ. I I know about you. I tell my friends at school, I don't like Hallmark movies. They say, why? I said, because they have nothing to do with Christmas. There's not one mention of the virgin birth, the angels singing, the shepherds coming down, the main, none of it is there. It's always a heartfelt, ah, at the end, and somebody's heart changed, and they, they want to put up lights or trees or buy gifts for poor children, all of which are fun things to do, but none of which are a sign of true Christmas. Now, I don't know what the signs are in your house. Maybe there's a a pile of packages in a room marked no entry. My mom always used to put up a sign that says alligators live here, and we were not allowed in the room with the alligators. And when I was little, I wondered if she really had alligators in the room, and why couldn't I play with the alligators? Anyway, some people, I don't know if you saw on Facebook, The day after Thanksgiving, they put up their tree and their lights outside. I saw one house that had a 20-foot blow-up Grinch. Have you seen this? The blow-ups are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It was bigger than their house. It's a signs of the times. Now, I don't know about you, but I have holiday albums I like to listen to. My personal favorite is the Carpenter's Christmas album. It's got Merry Christmas Darling on there and the Christmas Waltz. And uh, when, when Vicky's not around, I pop that one in because everybody gets annoyed at the other person's Christmas album when you play it too much. Just nod like this. Sometimes it's the outside decoration. Sometimes it's the holiday specials. I don't know if you saw, but they were on Thursday night. There was the Grinch and Rudolph, and they started showing It's a Wonderful Life or Elf or the Christmas Story, right? You'll shoot your eye out, kid. White Christmas. Now, my two are are actually rather diametrically opposed. I love Love Actually, if you've ever seen that one. 
And I love Holiday Inn, which is the movie that White Christmas was written for. It wasn't written for White Christmas, the movie. It was actually long before that. Now, I need to tell you that there is an event that happens at the Madison household that I call Cookie Central. Now, some of you have been to our house, and we have that little tiny galley kitchen. It's not much wider than our communion table. And Vicki and I, when we cook together, I call it the kitchen tango because you literally have to put your hands on the hips of the other person to get by them if they're cutting or mixing or doing something. Well, Vicki and her daughters make cookies. Lots of cookies. Dozens and dozens and dozens of cookies of all different varieties. And I want you to know that it does not happen automatically. See, a lot of preachers today are going to preach on the anticipation of Advent. Jesus is coming and we anticipate it. But that's not what the scripture said today. The scripture said that we need to be doing three things. We needed to watch, we needed to pray, and we need to stand. We need to be ready. Anticipating is not enough. So I anticipate the cookie central is coming to my house. And we were talking about it last night at our, one of our family Thanksgivings is Vicki and I actually had to discuss Cookie Central when we were buying the house because we knew that the kitchen was too small. And we agreed, albeit grudgingly, that for three weeks of the year for Cookie Central, we would put up with it and then try not to complain about it for the rest of the year. So at Cookie Central, they make Hershey's Kisses cookies. They make gingerbread of all shapes and sizes. There are special Christmas tree cookies that are set aside just for me. I call them icing delivery systems. There are raspberry thumb drop cookies with an almond glaze over the top. There are peanut butter cookies. And sometimes there are chocolate chip for me, but I've been informed that chocolate chip is not a holiday cookie. Except when I was growing up, it was a holiday cookie. Now... If you're going to make all of these cookies by the dozens and you need to have freezer bags to store them flat in the freezer so that they'll last and you need to be able to make trays for family, friends, and coworkers, there are five steps that you need. And these are actually the steps to get ready for Jesus' return as well, but I think it goes together well. And the first step is preparation. There'll be a time when Vicki and her two daughters get together and they get out their calendars, and they figure out when to establish Cookie Central. Well, what did Jesus say? He said, you can see when the world is changing. You can see, and and there's other verses that say wars and rumors of wars. And this one will say Christ is here, and this one will say Christ is there. We need to keep our eyes open and watch. Why? So that we can begin the preparation of the kingdom of God for Jesus' return. So if you're preparing for Cookie Central, you got to get the ingredients, and some of them we don't have in the house all year round. You've got to get the recipes, and Vicki still has them written out on her little 3 by 5 cards, which is pretty cool, and all different kinds of food coloring to mix. They even make gingerbread cookies that look like snow globes. And one year they tried that royal glaze icing, very cool. I participate only in the eating of the cookies. Right? There's special spices, there's additives. 
Uh, I didn't know you could get the almond extract. And you need to have the appropriate cookie cutters. Uh, on our last trip away over a teacher's convention, Vicki found different size pumpkin cutters. And she made pumpkins for Thanksgiving. Never had gingerbread pumpkins before. They were delicious. So when we're preparing our hearts and our church for Jesus' return, what are the ingredients? We have to have worship. We have to have worship and we have to have prayer. Not just a designated prayer. And we're getting better at praying together, which I really like. But we need to bathe this place, this community, this country, this world in prayer. That's one of the ingredients. We need to take personal responsibility for our time with God. Because I don't know if you heard, but at the very end of John's passage, Jesus said in very clear terms, I am coming back. Sometimes we pretend he isn't. We live every, every, day, we live every day as if he's not. And then I'm sorry, there's going to be people who surprise when he does. I was teasing my son the other day. I thought he should have come back on April Fool's Day when it was Easter. I thought that would have been the perfect day. Not because it's my birthday, but because it's April Fool's Day, right? Ha ha gotcha. I'm back. He didn't. And you know what? I'm glad he didn't because not everybody has heard the good news yet. That's the preparation for which we need to be uh, working towards. And I want you to think about this. Just the way that Vicki and her daughters are going to mix all the ingredients for the cookies, God mixes us as a congregation. We are a fairly diverse group of people with different ideas, different colors, different financial and sociological backgrounds, and yet he puts us in this place to prepare for his coming. Now, the second thing on our list of Cookie Central, if you're writing them down, the first one was preparation. The second one is patience. I don't know if you watch um, the Food Network, but Vicki and I do on occasion. And uh, when they do desserts on Chopped, somebody will always try to make a bread pudding or a cookie cutout or something, and they're always opening the oven. And all the judges go, stop opening the oven. You're letting all the heat out. It'll never cook. Cookies require patience. And you know what? We are not a patient nation. Amazon says, I don't know if you've bought anything from Amazon lately, we can have it to your house by 8 o'clock tonight. Tonight. Walmart says Amazon can get it there, so can we. Supermarkets, you can now go online, push buttons, and drive up, and they put it in your car. You no longer have to squeeze the cucumbers. They squeeze them for you. DoorDash says, you want dinner? You don't have to go pick it up. We'll bring it to you. Grubhub, Uber Eats. We want it, and we want it right now. Well, I'm sorry to say that if Jesus were to come right, right now, people that we love, people that we live next to, people with whom we work, would not be in the kingdom of God. We're not ready. That's why God is teaching us patience. Remember that song from the 60s? Jesus is coming soon, morning or night or noon. Well, I was five years old in the 60s, and now I'm 61. Their definition of soon and mine are different, and I'm okay with that. Because I want what God wants, which is that nobody be left behind. Now, the world tells us you can have it right now. But think about the parables of Jesus. They're all about growing. 
A sower went out to plant some seeds. A fig tree was there for three years and had no fruit. There are parables about wheat and tares and sowing and reaping. It's not yet time to reap. And I'm okay with that because we're not prepared. The second key to cookie central and to the kingdom of God is patience. And I want you to hear this. Store-bought is never as good as homemade. There will never be a Christmas tree cookie that you can buy with buttercream icing at your grocery store that will be anywhere near the quality of the one I get at my house. Well, Jesus says we cannot prepackage Christianity. We have to build it and make it right here. And it's going to take time. It's going to take effort. It's going to take the correct ingredients. And it's going to take patience. Now, I want you to think about this as well. You can't make just your favorite cookie first. There has to be a plan. Now, I don't understand the plan, but I know there is one. Because I've seen it happen over the years. But some cookies take longer to mix. And some you have to make the dough and put it in the fridge until it gets cool enough to cut. And you have to roll and chop. And I, under, I am not a baker at all. Now, you've seen me cook turkey since I'm a good cook, but I am not a good baker. But you can't make your first, your favorite cookie first. Sometimes you have to sort out which happens when. Not all of us landed in this congregation at the same time, but God wants each of us to be here. He's called us to this place to do his work and to get ready for the return of Christ and to get the people that we love and know ready. The last thing I want to say about patience when it comes to cookies is just because they smell good doesn't mean they're done. We put the turkey in yesterday. We we're talking this morning that we had sort of what I would call an accidental Thanksgiving yesterday where it was supposed to be. One of the people got sick. We couldn't go there. So all of a sudden at 930 in the morning, it got moved to our house. Luckily, the turkey was already at our house. So we got the turkey ready and in the oven, and you know what? That turkey began to smell really good about an hour and a half in. Does anybody want to eat a 20-pound turkey that's only been in there an hour and a half? It smelled good, but it wasn't ready. Part of the patience is letting the kingdom of God marinate and grow, which is why Jesus says we need to watch. We often live and act like Jesus is never coming back. Ecclesiastes says, for everything, there is a season, and we're in a season of preparation. Now, I started with this, and I, I want to put this in here. The fourth thing is space, because there's not a lot of space in the Madison kitchen. So we have to move a lot of things away from the cooking area. Now, I know you have one at your house, but you can pretend you don't. We have a pile. Everybody has a pile. You bring the, the mail in, and it goes in the pile. And sometimes I take out my stuff, and sometimes Vicki takes out her stuff, and sometimes we don't really care, it, care about it, and it goes back in the pile. Now, our pile is uh, movable because the cleaning ladies are coming Tuesday, and the pile will be lifted up and moved to a, a place where the cleaning ladies don't work, and then when they're done, it comes back. But the pile's got to get moved. And the 
we have a little table by my piano that's got to get cleaned off and there's going to be room on the dining room table and sometimes we add an extra decorating table. We've got to make space for Cookie Central. If there's one point that I think the church needs to hear today, it's that we need to make space for Jesus. Do you remember when it used to get to be 12, 30, 1 o'clock at night and they played the Star Spangled Banner on the TV and the TV went off? That doesn't happen anymore. You can watch crap on the TV 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can watch it on several different channels. And yes, I said crap in a sermon. <laughs> and I think that's a polite word for sometimes what's on TV. 90 days after lockup, they get married. There's teenage moms. There's hillbilly hand fishing. Like, who thought this stuff up? Have you, have you seen that? They take people out and they teach them to stick their hand down in this hole in a river where they have catfish the size of three, four feet long. The catfish bites your arm because it thinks you're food and then you pull out the fish. So part of me says, who thought this up? And part of me says, who watches this? And then I say, well, Madison, you're watching it. And then I, I change the channel because... Hillbilly hands, like, who made this up? I know, some hillbilly, but we, we have so much clutter, electronic color, clutter, what is the screen time clutter, we don't have room for Jesus. And part of us, part of us need to start cleaning out our lives to make room for when Jesus comes back. By the way, I haven't watched Hillbilly Hand Fishing in a couple of years, but it, it was something to see. Sometimes we're just too busy for God, aren't we? Maybe work. I, I was just reading a book called um, Burnout in This Generation. And one of the things they talked about, which is really interesting, because I read one a couple of weeks ago on management that said people today need to turn their email and their Facebook off their phone because it just sucks up your time. And if your boss sends you an email at 10 o'clock on Friday night, you feel the urge to answer it. And people feel like they're at work 24-7 because this little box is calling them to respond to their boss or to their work. God says you need to put it away. You need to make space. So here's what we've got so far. We've got preparation. We've got the right ingredients. We've got patience. We've got space. And now we've got timing. Now, I know that some of you have had them. And the reason I want them, because I grew up with chocolate chip for Christmas, and maybe this sermon should be called, Vicky Needs to Make Me Chocolate Chip for Christmas. But Vicky read the package. People always say, how do you do this? Hers are always soft. If you've ever had them, they're like a week later, they're still soft. And they asked, how do you do that? And she said, well, I read the directions, which is why she's near and dear to my heart. But I'll tell you that she knows that you cannot cook them all for exactly the same amount of time. The first ones cook a little longer than the last ones. And she knows her recipe so well that she knows that dance with the thermostat in the oven to get it done. Do you know Jesus well enough to dance with him in this preparation to get ready for the kingdom. Vicky's cookies are always soft. She knows her own recipes and the desired outcome. 
I want to go back to that. Jesus is coming back not to punish the people who didn't choose him, but to celebrate with the people who did. And it's our job to make sure that there are as many people ready to choose Jesus as we possibly can. If you need to hear this, let me say it with a little emphasis. Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back and not just for you. And it's the Father's will that none should perish. Well, we've got our, let me check my notes here. We've got our preparation and our patience and our timing and our space. And now comes the fun part, the sharing. Now, I, I have a friend and he is married and his wife will start asking in about a week, when do I get my Vicky cookies for Christmas? When do I get my Vicky cookies for Christmas? And uh, it happens every year. And if you look at Vicky, she'll nod like this. Happens every year. In fact, the last time my friend and I were together, she gave back the empty clean tins from last year so that she could make sure she had Vicky cookies this year. Why? Because we, we like to share the good things in life. And what is better than the good news that Jesus died for you, rose again, and calls you to live a life in eternity in heaven. Vicky cookies make people smile. They make some people squeal with delight. They make some people sigh because they're so good. The kingdom of God wants us to teach people the love of God, to explain to them the gift of God, the hope of God, and the promise of God. It is our job to prepare the kingdom for the return of Jesus by making believers, by being witnesses, by having converts, and making kingdom builders. For me, the key to this passage today is this. We need to watch. Jesus is coming back. Have you ever had house guests that are late? That bothers me. If I say be there at 530 you need to be there at 5.30. In fact, if you get there at 5.20, I'll move you up a notch on my good friends list. Now, 5.10, and we're not quite ready for you, but a little bit early, I can hang up your coat and get you settled, right? I like people who are on time. If they're not on time, and I don't know about you, I start prowling around like a lion. Where are they? And, and then you go to the window and you open the shade and you look. Where are they? Where are they? Well, that's the way we need to be with Jesus. Where is he? He's coming back. We need to recapture the urgency that's in Scripture. We need to watch. Why do we need to watch? For two reasons. One is when he comes back, we want to be like that person at the surprise party who goes, they're here, they're here, get ready. We also want to watch so that we know how much time we have to get ready for the return. The second thing is we need to pray. Jesus said we need to watch, pray, and stand. We need to pray. We need to bathe this building and this town in prayer so that when Jesus comes back, everyone has the opportunity to make that decision to go to heaven with him. And we need to stand. This comes back to me for uh, Ephesians 6 with the armor of God. And it says, after having done all this, stand. Too many times Christians are like that willow that blows back and forth in the wind. We need to stand on the promise of God that Jesus is coming back 
because he loves us and he wants to be in relationship with us. A friend of mine from Christian Endeavor posted a very disturbing article. I don't know if you've seen this. There are two pastors in the Netherlands who are being on, put on trial tomorrow for hate speech because they made a pamphlet which they published about God's view on marriage and relationships. And the Netherlands government has put them on trial for publishing hate speech. That's terrifying. However, you know what they said? They said, we know what the Bible says, and we're going to stand. When the Grinch and Rudolph and Kris Kringle, when the lights and the drinks and the cookies all try to overwhelm you this Christmas, make some space, watch, pray, and stand. Or I can say it another way. Let's get cooking. Amen.